Welcome to ConExpo ConAg Radio, brought to you by the Association of Equipment Manufacturers with your host, Peggy Smedley. This is ConExpo ConAg Radio, brought to you by the Association of Equipment Manufacturers. I'm your host, Peggy Smedley. Our next guest has spent the past 10 years helping construction companies across the world better leverage technology to improve fiscal outcomes, project safety, and customer satisfaction. Please welcome Matt DePaulis, Construction Solutions Manager at Autodesk. Matt, welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Peggy. Appreciate you having me. We're delighted to have you. So, Matt, let's talk about the construction industry itself. There's a lot going on, a lot of great opportunity with technology, trying to yeah. keep a safer job site. What's your view? Let, let's just kind of get an overview right now. What do you think? Yeah, I think the industry as a whole is, is in a really great position. Uh, demand's never been higher. And finally, we're, we're starting to see real tangible benefits of technology that, you know, has been promising things for years. And, and you've had an opportunity, you know, you've had a decade now of really looking at the changes in the space, you know, and the role that you've played. Um, have, you, have you seen dramatic changes in this past decade of what, what's occurred? Yeah, I, you know, I think any industry with technology has seen drastic change. Um, the, the change that we've seen in construction has been um, particularly large because for so long we've been so averse to change. I feel like we, we've, we've constructed well enough for long enough that we equate change to risk. And we're a risk-averse industry. So, so we've had this pent-up kind of ability to um, adopt technology. And when we work with construction companies adopting new technology, it's not small incremental changes that are being made to their day-to-day lives. There's big, impactful changes that, that are being made. It's interesting. You've called the construction industry risk-adverse. Many have said they're laggards. So why do you define it that way versus, you know, for years I've always heard people say they're laggards, they don't, they don't apply technology. Are you defining it the same way because they want to wait, kind of stay on the sidelines to see how it's applied? applied? Is that what you, why you're saying they're risk-averse? Yeah, I think we're, we're saying the same thing. I think that, that we have lagged in our adoption of technology because we're risk-averse, right? We, we don't want to go and be the guinea pigs for anything. We need to see what the end result's going to be before we, we bring that into our project. Let's talk about, you were at the Expo uh, last month, and I know you gave a, a, a kind of a talk. I think it, the, definite, the headline was, or the, the talk was, A Pathway to the Future of Making Things in Construction, where you share Autodesk's vision of how it like was a really long one, how technology will shape construction. Can you talk mm-hmm. a little bit about that? I mean, was your goal, I mean, be talking about the design idea, what, what were you trying to get across to the audience when they were really talking to you about that? Or you were trying to talk to them, I yeah. should say. Absolutely. You know, uh, we, we love being at Con Expo this year. We had two booths up, including one in the new tech experience zone, which was awesome. Uh, we actually we gave three presentations, including one on how to leverage BIM for construction. Uh, I gave a tech talk on how to harness the power of technology, uh, where I gave a five-step approach to managing the human side of change while introducing new tech to a project. Uh, and the talk I gave on the future of making things in construction, what it does is it shares Autodesk's vision for how we believe trends in technology will radically disrupt both the process of construction and the business of construction contracting. By changing the way in which uh, buildings and infrastructure are designed, made, and operated, 
Uh, in the presentation, what we did is we outlined three major technology-driven disruptions, changes in the means of production, the nature of demand, and changes in our products. And when I say changes in the means of production, it affects how teams plan, design, create, and operate buildings and infrastructure assets, and how they explore the commercial implications of those decisions. It's both intellectual, intellectual and physical production as well. Right? Intellectual production with technology like big data that enables what we call construction intelligence, right, to surface insights in technology like generative design, where we describe the desired output of a design, a piece of equipment or a system, and we let cloud computing crunch up all the permutations and present us with the options. Also, the means of physical production, right, with the emergence of off-site production methods, including prefabrication, and perhaps even more impactful, the use of additive manufacturing, where complexity and uniqueness they no longer carry a cost premium that they once did. Right? Second, we see changes in the nature of demand for construction services on both the macro and micro level. Right? On the macro level, we see demand for construction services increasing. It's estimated that $3.7 trillion will need to be invested each year, Peggy, to meet the demand for infrastructure as urbanization drives two-thirds of the world's forecasted 9 billion population to live in just 600 cities by the year 2035. And then on the micro level too, individual preferences are affecting demand as owners are more and more educated and have much greater expectations of the process and end results. Connectivity to project information through mobile devices, it puts projects around the world right in those owners' living rooms. And the rise of social media technology, it's opening doors to crowdfunded projects. Construction companies will be ever more vigilant of their social license to operate. And the third thing we outlined was we're seeing changes in products. As devices, equipment, and systems, they're deeply intertwining both the physical and the digital worlds with things like sensor technology, which enables assets and resources to self-monitor and self-report on performance. What's most interesting about what we talked about was the implications of these three major technology-driven disruptions. Simply put, that the construction industry's relationships with its clients' assets, how it finances, plans, designs, and constructs them, how it thinks about them will change radically. And so, too, will the very business of construction contracting. But, Matt, you know, you, but Matt, what you're describing, yep. I, I didn't mean to interrupt, but what you're describing is the design, plan, create, is, is putting a lot of burden on construction companies because you're talking about a lot of investment. You know, they have to look at all these kind of technologies that are out there. Where are they going to find the funds? I mean, because construction is a company, an industry that has to be resilient. I mean, you know, one yep. time if there's a downturn, I mean, that's a lot of pressure for them to have to look at all this emerging technology from robotics, machine learning, drones, big data, IoT. How are they supposed to be able to keep up to date with all of this, know who to go to, who's going to still be there to support yeah. them. I mean, you just threw out an awful lot. If I'm on the other end of this radio show listening, yeah. I'm going, wow, Matt just overwhelmed me, and I'm just like, what am I supposed to do? And that's an awful lot of pressure you just put on a construction company trying to absorb all that. Yeah, there, there is a lot of pressure. Um, but the, the good news is that nobody needs to be the first one to do it. There are folks that have already forged the way. And, and what I would recommend, and what I always recommend when I work with construction teams, is that we need to invest in places where we are going to be able to recognize the return on investment in the short term and the long term. We need to have a, a good vision of that. Right? In, in my role, I've had the opportunity to work with 
construction companies all around the world, different shapes and sizes. Um, and, and what I've done, it, actually, and I did in this presentation too, is I set a pathway for how they can take very practical steps towards adopting some of that new technology. Right? In, in my presentation, what I talked about was first folks need to start by digitizing, then they need to optimize, and then they need to connect. And everybody's on a different stage of that journey, so they have to understand what that means for them. So in this first step, we help construction firms digitize their construction programs. And, and usually it's automating manual, laborious, and, and often error-prone processes. Right? They identify low-hanging fruit and they're going to go after efficiency and productivity gains, right? It's got to make the day-to-day -day lives of their folks on the project more efficient, more productive, right? Folks might start really simple with something like waging war on paper and digitizing their document management program, not having to run in back and forth to the job trailer to get the most up-to-date sets of plans or drawings. And then they might take steps a little bit further after they've done that where they might start investigating digitizing their quality or their safety or their closeout programs. And then once we have, we've started to digitize some of our programs, then we can take the next step. We can help construction firms start taking advantage of data and analytic tools to optimize the outcomes of those programs. Right? Often this is shifting from, yep. Now, I'm saying when you're taking them to these various things, are you then t telling them when you're talking about digitizing, you're telling them that what part of their products uh, – solutions they're going to do on-prem, what they're going to take to the cloud, how they're going to communicate, because you talked about mobile, whether they're going to be, you know, BYOD kind of a program. You're trying to build a strategy for them, trying to help them understand, because that's where I think construction gets confused. There's an awful lot of what they do in the office, what they have to take to the field, and you just talked about it, even when you talked about sensors. So they have to look at the whole encompassing solution and then say what they're going to do piece by piece is what you're describing, Correct. Yeah, it's really important that they need to start with the end in mind, and they need to spend their time up front planning. What I recommend is don't try and, and do it on your own. There's no need to reinvent the wheel. We do that too much in construction as it is, right? Leverage your technology partners to help you through that process and understanding how technology can fit their process and their programs, not the other way around. Because it's an easy path if they understand ultimately where they want to go, but they're not going to get from A to Z right away. They've got to do it in, in, in understanding what their objectives are. But once they see those little wins, then it becomes, a, you know, they see the light at the end there. I mean, and it's not a train coming at them. It's, it's a real successes, right? That's right, yeah. It's, it's got to be step-by-step, step and it has to be very tangible um, ROI at the end of it. And, and what they can do is they can take some of those quick wins and start to build a little bit of momentum. What I work with teams on is we always start first with a pilot project, and we make sure that all the kinks in the workflow and the process are worked out on them before we try and scale. Right? We shouldn't try and roll out a tool, corporate ride all at once. Right? We want to start with individual project teams. And the other thing that's going to start doing is not only documenting those wins, is, is very much so in construction, it's a peer-to-peer -peer learning style where I can talk till my face is, you know, blue about the, the benefits of a potential technology. But as long as I'm on the other side of the fence, they'll take, you know, they'll take my word for only so far. But Matt, I got to go. But thank you for being with us. I hope you'll come back and talk to us soon. Okay, thanks, Peggy. All right, listeners, we're out of time. Stick around. We got more to come on ConExpo, ConAg Radio, brought to you by the Association of Equipment Manufacturers. If it's new, it's here. Thank you for listening to WS Radio. 
Improve your business and your life with useful information from experts and thought leaders. WS Radio is radio with ROI. You take your smartphone almost everywhere you go. Now WSRadio.com can be there too. Search WS Radio in the Play Store for your Android devices or iTunes for Apple and download the WS Radio application. WSRadio.com on your phone and in your ear everywhere you go. Download the WS Radio application. Do it now. It's very easy. WSRadio.com. Small businesses are the lifeblood of America's economy. Every Thursday, SBA Radio interviews industry professionals and is dedicated to provide small businesses with timely insights and innovations. Visit www.sbaradio.us for details. Hi, Scale Listener. This is David Finkel, co-host with Jeff Hoffman of Scale Your Business. I wanted to let you know that our newest book, Scale, was just released and to encourage you to get your copy. The book will give you seven proven principles to grow your business and get your life back. If you've ever wanted to grow your business but held yourself back from fear that it would take over your life, then we urge you to get your copy of Scale today. It'll give you a proven roadmap for rapidly growing your business while also gaining more personal freedom. Scale will help you work less by getting your business to produce more. Scale is for every entrepreneur who ever wondered if they really own their business or if their business owns them. Get your copy online or at your local bookseller. For more information, visit us online at scaleyourbusinesstoolkit.com. That's scaleyourbusinesstoolkit.com. Can you imagine a world without children? A world without their smiles or their laughter. A world where children don't play or sing or dream or imagine. At St. Jude Children's Research Hospital, we can't imagine a world without children. That's why we're working every day to find cures for diseases that strike down children everywhere. Diseases like cancer, pediatric AIDS, and sickle cell. And we won't stop until every child is cured and every disease is defeated. Because we can't imagine a world without children. Can you? Finding cures, saving children. St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. To learn how you can help, log on to our website, stjude.org. 